You know, being a founder is very courageous. I'm not talking about waking up one day, calling yourself a founder, putting CEO in your LinkedIn and calling it good. I'm talking about every single day, waking up, spending 12 hours working on something that no one thinks you have any business working on, going to bed the next day, waking up, and then and doing that for, for years on end. But but at some point, if, if things work out, you start to push the, the boulder over the mountain and things start to work out. And then all of a sudden things start to get not easier, but people start to believe in you more. People start to like help you. They think you can do it. Um, you know, this is what they maybe call product market fit. Well, Forward Thinking Founders is a podcast that highlights everything that happens before then. We interview founders before they've figured things out, when they're still pushing that boulder up the mountain, not even sure if they're able to get it up to the other side. I'm your host, Matt Sherman, and let's get into the next episode. All right. How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Forward Thinking Founders, where we talk to founders about their companies, their visions for the future, and how the two collide. Today, I'm very excited to be talking to Sarah Haggard, who's the founder of Tribute. Welcome to the show. How's it going? Thank you. It's going great. I'm excited to be here. Excited to have you on and looking forward to learning more about what you are working on. For people that haven't heard of your company, what is Tribute? So Tribute is a modern take on an age-old concept at work uh, around mentorship, um, really trying to um, enable knowledge sharing across the organization uh, in a way that's designed to be employee-centric, not HR-centric. Um, so when we have a, a question, we want to find a mentor for a moment, uh, Tribute Slack and Teams apps allow employees to do just that, to tap into their knowledge networks, ask a question, find a friend and get back to work. So let's walk through a little bit about how this works like in practice. If I am a customer of Tribute or I'm a user of a, of a customer of Tribute, how does that specifically work? Can you walk us through like the experience of someone using it? Yeah, we really take pride, in, I would say, in, in that we are really transforming the employee experience of mentorship um, away from taking more of a marketplace approach. And when I say that, I mean, you know, who is my mentor in the org? Uh, more to what is that situation, problem, or need state you know that I'm in right now, and then allowing tribute to then go find a problem solver in the organization. 
We then create a private channel inside of both Slack or Teams, uh, whichever platform you use, to guide you along a 30-day, what we call micro-mentorship. So we also really believe in like that mentorship as a, as a concept does not need to be a year-long you know, lifetime commitment, that we need to kind of shorten this to a more manageable amount of time. Um, we also think you can drive efficiency in that, but along those 30 days, we're going to give you kind of prompts that I like to call guardrails because I don't think that it should be hyper-prescriptive. I think people, you know, I call it the Goldilocks problem. Some people want a lot of structure in mentorships. Some people don't want any. And so how do you build a product that really enables kind of all kinds of people to use it and get what they need out of it? And so in those 30 days, we're going to give you kind of prompts, guardrails, but in general, we want you to meet three times around a single goal. After, at the completion of that 30 days, we then give you both a feedback assessment on one another. And that's where we'll ask both parties, you know, what leadership attributes did this mentoring partner exhibit in this relationship? And what was achieved, right? Was the goal achieved? Were there skill enhancements? What happened? That then, um, at the end of the engagement, we then ask the mentee, hey, can we tap you on the shoulder for the next person in line in this company that has a similar problem type? Because we also want to activate more people to be mentors earlier in their career. We also know that teaching others has a 90% retention rate, whereas like reading a document or a video is like a 10% knowledge retention. So I think I say all of that to say that's kind of the four-step flywheel of our product, which is like I express a need. I find a problem solver, I solve that problem, and then I then become a problem solver for somebody else. This whole experience is also then designed to advance your career inside of that company. So it's not also just for the sake of going through that and getting a problem solved real time, but we also believe that you know going through that, that cycle uh, often and frequently is going to inform both you and your company, what skills and superpowers you have that then can be tapped on at a larger scale for your next opportunity or your next stretch project, et cetera. Makes a lot of sense. And I love what you're doing. It leads me to wonder though, I mean, you could work on anything in the whole world and you pick this, why <laughs> this product, why this sector? Pretty much my question is what's the origin story here? Why did you get started with Tribute? Yeah, I, you know, I think, it's funny in our lives, we have these little trail markers that kind of tell us who we are. And then eventually it all comes together and you realize, oh yeah, I, you know, I was the one I was waiting for. And, you know, with tribute, I come from a long line of educators. Uh, I grew up in the Midwest. I was raised, born and raised in Chicago. And I got to see very firsthand um, in college when I had an opportunity to work on the front lines of social work. I ended up studying anthropology and social sciences and thought I wanted to go be a humanitarian. And did, did that work on the ground and saw just how challenging it was to impact the macroeconomic kind of factors that were holding this particular population down. And I realized then that, yeah, education is key to upward mobility, as is mentorship, as is, you know, having a strong network of people that you can rely on, you know, when not just the going gets tough, but to even launch yourself into the, the world at large. And I think, um, I was always curious about how human beings connect, why we connect. I ended up at Microsoft, where I spent 11 years building enterprise productivity products. And that's where I realized the flip side of this, which is even when you make it into a big company like Microsoft, you know, the work, it, the, the work is not done. You still have to network yourself. You still have to figure out how do I navigate this massive company and tr to try to understand where my place is and, and how I get ahead. And the mentorship offerings that we had at Microsoft were just dismal. It was just not great. It was like, go sign up on a spreadsheet and wait months, if not indefinitely, to find somebody. And, and that just 
to me was very surprising that I was working at a technology company and yet, you know, and we were building enterprise productivity products. And one of the biggest challenges I saw was that people get stuck and they need a friend and they need to phone a friend. And it's not easy to do at work today. And so it was like, you know, after 11 years doing this, I've spent a third of my waking life building, you know, enterprise productivity products for Microsoft. I think I can take a stab at building a technology solution that's going to put the human or humanness at the center of finding that mentorship with, with one another. So we leave the storytelling and we connect on shared lived experiences, which we can talk a little bit more about. But I think what we're really aiming to do is have Tribute be the tool that kind of gets us connected back to each other on that more human you know, plane of being, because everybody actually wants to help. We just don't know how to do it. And we're not often tapped on the shoulder to do it. But when, you know, when you are, you know, inevitably, and you know, someone's life story and the things that they've overcome, everybody wants to help. And so I think that's that's sort of why me and why this problem to solve. I love it. The origin story is very powerful. And I couldn't agree more with the ethos and the direction you're going. I mean, especially the, you know, get mentored, and then mentor, just like, love it. It's that cycle is fantastic. It leads me to wonder, though, like, where, where are you taking this, right? I mean, like, this is a super powerful, thing that you have going on here, you know, but in like five years, 10 years, 15 years, if it keeps going in this direction, where does it end up? And what's the big vision um, at the end of the day? Yeah, I think, you know, choosing to solve this problem is actually, you know, a blessing and a curse because I mean, people hear the word mentorship and they're like, whoa, I, I had a, you know, I, I had either a bad mentor or I had a bad experience with that product, or, you know, or, or that, that program. And I think, um, so it's, it, it's a, uh, it's a labor of love, you know, solving this problem. But I think where we're going to answer your question is, you know, trying to understand what skills you have in the building, quote unquote, you know, now we're all working hybrid, which makes that even more challenging, is a top priority for CEOs today. And, you know, not just HR, it's like, I, I've got to do more with less, you know, we're, how do I move the, how do I move the chess pieces internally? So I'm not spending, you know, I'm not having talent leave, I'm not having to pay top dollar to recruit external talent in that doesn't have any kind of tribal knowledge of how we do things here, institutional knowledge. And so I think where we're taking this is by having employees um, state those problems and needs and solve those problems for others, we're going to naturally generate new types of data on these employees, skills, superpowers, and experiences. And that will enable us to not only inform the organization of what talent they have in the building that they can better optimize, but you can also empower the individual. So imagine going to work in five years and I am somebody who um, is often, you know, helping others problem solving. And then I log into Tribute one day and now Tribute says, hey, um, we can see now the next four steps in your career. And this is what it might look like for you inside of this organization. And I can just see kind of like that magic crystal ball forward of like where I could take this. That would be incredibly empowering to the individual as well, because I think so many times we don't even know what we're uniquely good at and how to apply that um, inside of our company. So it's both, you know, a benefit to the org, but truly a benefit to the individual. And I'd say the, the bigger picture here is how do we, how do we build new skills intelligence for, you know, the next generation. And in order to do that and accomplish that goal and the vision, you'll need some help, right? I mean, it takes a village to make a startup work and scale. So my question for you is how can the forward thinking founders community help? Are you hiring, looking for customers, partners, you know, how can we assist? Yes, we are hiring. I am looking for my new CTO. Um, so if you are a, a CTO listening and interested in helping us solve this problem, uh, one thing I'll say is we 
We've gotten to about 20 customers and half a million in ARR today just on the sheer kind of power of this idea and, you know, and, and, and selling this. I think there's a real need and we've got a lot of demand, but I think in order to get to that bigger vision, it's definitely going to take uh, a technologist to get there. And so we're looking, uh, we're looking for you. So definitely reach out to us if any of this speaks to you. And if it does speak to that person or anyone else wants to help out, get involved, how can people find you online? Like you have a website, social media presence, an email, you know, how can someone get in touch? Yes, we have a website. It's tributementorship.com. You can find me on Twitter, Sarah Tribute. You can find me on LinkedIn, Sarah Haggard. Um, you can email me, Sarah at Tribute Mentorship. Um, there's lots of ways you can find me uh, today if, uh, if you want to reach out. All right. Well, thank you so much for coming on to the, to the podcast. I appreciate it. Love what you're working on and uh, best of luck making the vision happen. Thank you.